Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Sunday's Q&A. Today, we are in the Shedbury, which is Molly's old summer house. Molly's my daughter. And um, when she's never really, well, you'd bought it's playhouse, but she's 21 now, she don't play a wooden house. So, what I managed to do is to get the old leather sofa, this, squeeze it in, and this is where I go for a kip on a Sunday afternoon after I've had a, well, <laughs> a, a couple of beers on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Retirement here, get the music on, have a little sleep. It's lovely. Spring is here, like spring. Anyway, today's QA number two, or as I was going to refer to it as the Andrew Broadbent Q&A. <laughs> Morning, mate. Because Andrew has fired several questions at me this week, all of which incredibly pertinent. So you give the man his due, like, you know, he's asking good questions, and here we go. So, right. But we'll start with uh, Michael Ogden. PODs and invoices. Do they go to the factoring company? No. Now, the way it works with me, and it works with different people with different factoring companies, uh, what I do, go to, there is a video, you can put in short, uh, go to the job, get your paper POD. If you haven't got one, make your own one up. Get them to sign it, and then get to sign a digital one on the CX, which you send via email. And then at the end of the week, you get your paper POD, which you got signed on the day. I do all my invoices. I print them off. I, I, um, I what do you call it? Staple the paper POD to the back of the invoice, and then you send that to the address on the invoice. So that will then get sent to the customer. The person who you know that sent the invoice address, which is um, normally sorry to the shipper. They'll get to the the shippers are the people that give you the jobs. The customers are the people that you arrive at. As far as I understand it, I might be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong because I need to sort of clarify this myself. And then once they've got the invoice, then they'll presumably once the shipper gets it, they'll pass it on to the customer. The customer will pay them, then they will pay you. So that's why it takes thirty days, I guess. Um, as far as the factoring companies are concerned, um, what the factoring companies what I do with mine, which is Castle Finance based down in Bristol, free plug there, guys. Um, they're very good in the fact that they actually have other CX drivers on their payroll. So what I do with them is I give them access to my CX so they can log on. So I've, they've got my password and they've got my username. And at any one stage, at the end of every week, they've got their own system called the E3. I load up everything onto the E3 that I've done that week and send them across PDFs of all the invoices. But at any one stage, they can log on to my CX and see what I've done. So they know what I've done for the week. And the rest of it is behind the, the illusion, behind the, um, the velvet curtain. I don't know how it works. I just know that I do the jobs. Send, send the jobs that I send to them. Not all of them. Some jobs I send, some jobs pay me on a weekly. A couple of people, three, two, three people pay me weekly. Those I don't run through the system. I just send them off individually. But the ones I load onto the E3, they go off to Castle, Castle pay me. So I hope that clears things up slightly. Um, Mares Trella. Probably got name wrong, sorry. Uh, buying a van. Did I buy it on finance? Uh, yes and no. I'm in a very lucky situation. I have a good friend of mine who basically lent me the money so the long and the short of it is I had to borrow the money off a friend and I am paying him back um, um, with interest 
Uh, but it's only the same kind of money that I'd, if I'd gone to a finance company, I'd be paying the same thing. And we had a chat about it, and he decided he'd rather have the dough than them. So, but yeah, I mean, factor it into your costs. I think you should be looking when you're running the miles. You're going to say that van is costing you 20 quid a day, 20, 30 pounds a day in loot and in wear and tear and that kind of thing. So you, when you're looking to replace it and that kind of thing. But didn't know, I, I, I bought my van on finance. I mean, you'd like to get in a situation where you're earning good money, in which case you stick a little bit away every week so that when the van comes, when the time comes to change the van, it's sitting there. But as you guys know on the CX yourself, it's not always that easy mm. to make the good money. And... Um, um, yeah, this refers back to a future a question I'm going to do later on. But at the moment, yeah, I borrowed the money to buy the van and I'm paying the guy back on a monthly basis, but I'm paying him back, so that's cool. Um, Danny Thomas, loot and vans versus long wheel bases. Again, good question, Danny. I'm going to do a whole video on the pros and cons of every van because I think that will help people out. The long and short of it is, for me, it's looting every time because, as I've said before, you can do any job in a looting van. Small, small van, motorbike. You can do a motorbike job if it's an envelope and you're in, if you're in Newcastle and they need an envelope to take them back to London and you're in looting. You go, I'll take that envelope down and I'll charge you £100 because it's 300 miles. Um, as, long as, as long as they're happy you're taking it, you just put it in the cab drive it down. You still get 100 quid for going south, didn't you? Um... On, on the subject of loot and vans versus long wheelbases, the long wheelbase has one advantage on the loot and van, which is that it can carry more weight. They're both three and a half ton laden weight, but because the van is the loot and van is bigger, and particularly if it's got a tail lift, the tail lift weighs half a ton. On a loot and van, you can only really get a ton. Whereas if you've got a long wheelbase and no tail lift, you'll get a ton and a half on that. So someone needs to move three pallets, and they're all like um, 500 kilos each. Couldn't do it in my van, but you could do it in a long wheelbase. But anyway, I'll do a whole video on this when I get around to it and uh, clear that one up. The Andrew Broadbent Show. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Um, Andrew asked me a question about tail lifts and VOSA. And he said, I noticed that VOSA, because it's got tail lift, it comes under LOLA regulations, which means it needs servicing every six months. I've got to be honest with you, before I was a courier driver, I was a market trader. First I've heard. Oh, I think I had my tail lift serviced twice in its life, and that's only because it broke. Um, and as far as I understand, as far as those are concerned, all they care is, does it steer, does it stop, and can you see it at night time? They don't care about the upholstery. They don't care about, you know, whether your fan belt's on the way out or whether the water pump ain't working. They don't even care if your engine blows up. That means they, they can say, you, you, the, fans, the engine's going to blow up anytime soon, but we don't care. All we care about is, is it safe? <clears throat> is it going to hurt anybody? Now, I could be wrong on this. Once again, this is kind of why we do this. If you've got a better idea than I have, please give me a call or give us a little notey thing, and then I'll pass it on to everybody else. But I've never, never worried about tail lifts. Um, obviously, you've got your MOT, but I don't think they ever look at a tail lift. So. Mobile data. Do I go through a ton of mobile data? Now, I've got to be honest with you, Andrew. When I started, this terrified me. I thought I'm going to have the sat-nav running all day long. I have the, the BBC iPlayer app running all day long. We flip between Radio 2 and Radio 6, depending on what time of day it is. Um, and um, you've got the CX running all day long. It's not that bad. It's difficult for me to say because I'm on a family sharing plan, and I think between the three of us, we've got like 20 gig of data for the month. My wife doesn't use much. The kids use a fair bit, but I think I'll probably use, I certainly use less than 10 gig um, a month. So it's not terrifying. I guess it probably you eat it up if you're watching Netflix on your phone or if you're doing YouTube videos or if I'm uploading YouTube videos. But on the whole, 
running the, the sat-nav, I run the sat-nav all day long, I run the radio all day long, the iPlayer, and I run um, the CX constantly, you're forever checking it, like, you know, and no, it's not that bad, so not, not too scary on that score. Another good question from Andrew, does the exchange generate a unique invoice number? Yes, it does, which is dead handy, and I was quite quite lucky that when it started, I started, I clocked onto this one quite quickly, so what it does is you can set it up, and the best thing to do is just ring them. And I would say, when you start, set it up with a prefix. Now, the prefix I've got is my CX number. So it's my six-digit CX number, and then dash one. So the first job I ever did was my CX number dash one. And then the second job I did was my CX number dash two. I'm now up to nearly 300 jobs. It's not tons, but of course, you've got to bear in mind there were some that I did that weren't on the invoices that are outside the exchange. But um, yeah, that's dead handy. So it automatically generates that. And it also has its own invoicing accounting system, which I don't really use at the moment because I've got um, um, I've got I've got the finance people doing it. Although in a week or two's time, we're going to move over to QuickBooks. And I have it on good authority that the CX is also looking to click in with QuickBooks. So if you're looking for an online accounts packaging, I don't get no money for this, by the way. Um, I think QuickBooks is probably going to be the way forward. I'm going to click it. I've been using the old-fashioned green Simplex D-book because I'm a market trader. That's what I always used to do. But I'll keep you posted on that one. Let you know how it goes. Um, and finally, uh, how much do I pay myself a week? Well, at the moment, because I'm still recovering from the old market trader business, I basically pay myself what's left. So when I get to Thursday and all my bills are coming out, my gas, my electric, mortgage, that kind of stuff, and then whatever's left in the account, I, I pay myself. And then that's what I live off. I am going to try to regulate this more. I'm going to try and get it locked down more, trying to get more regular jobs. Try, but then you've got to bear in mind, like I say, I'm six months in, and you can't run before you can walk. And at the moment, all I'm doing is trying to fathom everything out, and slowly but surely, everything is clicking into place. So, um, But at the moment, I just pay myself what's left. <laughs> and then sort of... Uh, Right, uh, Mark Shaw, CX vetting. Uh, how do they vet you to get onto the CX? Well, there's three things they want to see. They want to see your driving license, you know, that it's proper and it's kosher and it's, you know, they don't care if you've got points, but they want to know that you've got one. Um, they want uh, insurance, so they'll need to see the fact that you've got to prove that you've got the hire and reward and you've got the carriage insurance. And thirdly, you have to pass the CX online test, which is. I've covered this before. It's a little bit Mickey Mouse in the nicest possible way. It's a test that they want you to pass. So, I mean, I've got a few questions I didn't quite, I didn't know, so I didn't know what I was doing. Can you co-log on them? Uh, and then you realise, I realise I've got about question five, but there's like a help bar down the side that tells you the answers to the questions. I'm like, and even, you can't, it's one of the tests, it's like the knowledge, you can't fail it. If you don't pass the first time, you can, and you do it in sections on the computer. If you don't pass the section, then you just go back and do it again. And it's not like, okay, you're out, you can't come in now. It's not like an exam. Um, not like, you know, like, you know, your A-levels or your O-levels or something like that, you're out. It's like, well, you fail section two. Go back to the beginning and do it again. You fail section two again. Go back to the beginning and do it again. You pass section two, well done. Here's section three, that kind of thing. It's about 13 sections. Takes on average an hour to an hour and a quarter to do. But it's not difficult. Honestly, it's really not tricky. And there's help down the side. So don't forget that bit. Um, Michael Hall, how, many, how much mileage do I do a year? Michael, it's, again, depends. I personally am doing probably 60,000 miles a year. 
I did 500 miles alone on the Friday because I had to go up to Darlington from Dunstable to pick up, well, I had to pick up two kidney machines from Nottingham and drop them off in Darlington and then of course come all the way home. I could have stayed up in Darlington, but it's a Friday, you ain't gonna get a job back on a Saturday. Um, and besides, I had time to run home. I dropped the machines at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I thought I'd make my way back. What a day that was. We had three motorway closures in a day, and every single job, I think, it's the last video. Oh, it was a nightmare. But, um, so I'm gonna be doing a lot of miles. So, but the thing is, they're motorway miles, so they're not gonna put that much strain on your van. My van drives itself now, I get onto the motorway, I stick it up to 60 miles an hour, I put on the auto cruise, you take your feet off the pedals, just drive the van. It's very straightforward. Um, so there's nothing, there's not a lot of parts, clutches and all that going, it's just driving, the engine's going. Uh, alternatively, my mate Tony spends a lot of time doing London. So he, he'll, spend, he'll be in and out of London all day long. He can do a whole day um, from four o'clock in the morning till five o'clock at night and do a quarter of a bar of fuel. He might across a whole day. I've only done a total of like 100 miles, but picking up drop, picking up drop, picking up drop, and that's a good way to do it. If you can get multi-drops around the London area, it's a good way to make money and not actually drive yourself mad. But again, nice work if you can get it. We're all trying, we'll all get there in the end. What you really want in an ideal world is for someone close to you to say, I need you to come in every morning Say, for example, you live, say where you live, where I live in Dunstable, I want someone in uh, in uh, an industrial estate in Dunstable saying, I have got multi-drops that need to be dropped in Dunstable, Luton, St Albans, Watford, all day long. And you go in, pick up five pallets, drive to Watford, five different places, quarter of a mile apart for every drop, you get 25 quid. Drive back into Dunstable, do the same in Leighton. Think about it, you could do that three times a day. You could make three, four hundred pound a day, do no diesel. That's an ideal world. I don't have that. At the moment, I'm driving here, there and everywhere. I get it sometimes, but not always. So, But it's what we're all working for. So, um, Andrew Moreau cleared up the VAT thing. Thanks again for pointing it out. The long and short of it is this. this we, covered, we covered this last week. That you can contact the VAT man. You used to be able to contact the VAT man and say that you... Um, so you charge 20% on your jobs. And then you claim... But you only pay the VAT man 10%. So which really works out at 12. So say, for example, you do a job for £100, you charge for 120 then you only pay the VAT man back um, 10%, but because it's 120 you pay back £12. So you get to keep £8. Uh, but you don't claim anything. So you can't claim on your fuel, you can't claim on your parts, you can't claim on your wear and tear, you can't claim on your postage, but it still would take the aggravation out of it. But then he said they changed the rules. He thinks they changed the rules. So it's now 16% you've got to pay back, in which case it's just not even worth it. And then he sent me another email and he kind of went, on the miles that we're doing, on the miles that I'm doing, <coughs> he said, <coughs> sorry, you're better off staying as you are. You're better off paying the VAT and claiming the VAT. So thanks for joining to my attention. I will keep an eye on it, but as it is for now, I'm going to take your advice and stick as I am. Thanks very much. Uh, Stephen Veege, did I set up a company? No, because I had one set up already. Um, like I say, I was a street market trader. I think I started working for myself in 1995. So I started working for myself when I was about 25 years old. So all I've done is carried on that same company. At some stage, I will let them know that I'm no longer a market trader. I'm now haulage, because they're going to wonder how come all of that thing's changed. And um, I may rechange the name over, but no, they're, they're fine. As long as get, you're sort of, but if you do need to set up a company, you can. Just contact Companies House. You want to contact Companies House, 
this is my company now and contact the VAT people. You want the VAT because otherwise, like I say guys, if you haven't got the VAT, you're giving 20% of your money away every week. Every All your expenses, every time you fill up with fuel, you're giving away 20 pounds. Every time you get a tire, you're giving away 20 pounds. Every time you change, you give a van, you buy a new van or a second hand van, you're giving away thousands. Get on that VAT thing. Um, persona non grata. <laughs> Wrote a very long response about Friday. Hello, mate. He seems like he's had a nightmare. He says, um, what happens when a job turns up? And he's, he's had this thing. He's, he's like, I've turned up. They've listed it as a small van job. But it's not a small van job. It's got three pallets. And then they turn around and go, you've got to wait for it for now. And then they turn around and go, oh, we've got another pallet. And you've got to pick it up over there. And they're still, yeah. When that happens, just ring in. Ring in to your shipper and go, I've just turned up. This is not a small van job. And tell them what's happened. Chances are the shipper's been told the wrong information. So the shipper will then find the customer and go, hang on a second. You listed this as a small van job. Oh, my man's assuming he's going to pick up a box. He's got three pallets. This is no longer that money. So then they will charge the customer more money and then they will pay you more money. And just, But talk to them. <laughs> These are human beings. Talk to them, tell them the truth, reason with them. So look, if they're expecting me to wait, I've got turned up, it's not ready for two hours. I'm going to have to charge them £50 waiting time. But if they say, we don't pay waiting time, say, okay, fine. In that case, I'm going to cancel the job and I'm going to get another job. Because I'm not sitting here for two hours for nothing, in which case you're going to pay a £25 cancellation fee. But if they say, we don't pay cancellation fees, you go, okay, fine. I won't work for you anymore then. I don't work for them anymore. But most people can be reasonable. You can say, mate... What are you thinking? Would you? I said, while you're at it, when you finish your job tonight, will you come around and cut my grass for nothing? Because that's kind of what you're asking me to do. You're asking me to sit here and spend my time working for you for nothing. Because my, my time is money. And they understand that. They know the game. So chance. most people are reasonable. And a final question come from my cousin Darren. He says, is your phone track your face? Are you using face moving software? I don't know what happened there. It's probably happened on this one, but um, maybe something to do with a new Samsung. So anyway... Today's Q&A. Keep on tracking, guys. Keep firing the questions. I'll do a few more videos. I won't post them up today because then you'll get sick of my face if you're not sick of it already. Um, like I say, hope you're all well. Um, hope it's all working for you. Any questions, fire them at me. I'm happy to help. Take care. Take money. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.